So welcome to the Healing Place podcast. We are beginning a three-part parenting series. And in today's episode, in part one, we're going to talk about all the challenges and the joys and the rewards and the struggles of parenting. And in part one, we're going to specifically focus on uh, the younger days, parenting those those babies and those toddlers, those small kids. And so I'm talking with Spoonie and Glenna and Ross, but today Ross Slough does the heavy lifting as he shares his experience uh, being a parent with Michelle to their two small girls. Welcome back, team. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. Hey. It's been a while. Yes, it is. It's, it's been a, a minute since we've all four yep. been together. Yes. So uh, this is exciting. Mm -hmm. Everybody else just leave St. John a couple of days ago? No. <laughs> we, we all didn't have that. We lived through you. Yes. <laughs> we all didn't have that pleasure. But. There's no show and tell anymore, though. It, Jamie showed it all, right? Yeah. She's been posting every day. That's right. But That's yeah, right, we had updates. a blast. It's good to be back, though. Yeah. It really is. Some people like don't want to come back. I told Jamie, we walked in, man, there's no place like home. Mm, I sir. love being home. What was yeah. your favorite part yeah. about being there? Yes. By far, snorkeling. Yeah. I yeah. love me some snorkeling. No. Yeah. And so we got to, on our 15th anniversary, we got to go to Maui and dive. Uh, I, I've done the non-certified, you know, scuba training. Anyway, but there is this crater called Malakini in, uh, off of Maui, one of the top 10 dive spots in the world. Mm -hmm. And actually, we snorkeled there. Um, you see all kinds of colors and all these different fish mm. and just the coral. Everything's beautiful and pristine there still. Um, but there was some stuff in off of St. Thomas and St. John that matched that. So Trunk Bay, there's Hawk's Nest. We did Megan's Bay, uh, some uh, Honeymoon Beach. Honeymoon Beach was one of my favorites. So okay. there was this one part where he took us, there's a cave and we snorkeled right up to the mouth of this cave. And then inside there's a place where you could see like you had to go under and then there was sunlight mm. over the other side. So you would have to be, hold your breath. We didn't have tanks and go under. The surge was pulling me in the cave. I had to put my arms up twice to keep from just being sucked in. Right. And then, and the guy we were with, one of the guys, Tony Ryan, he's like thrill seek, mm -hmm. you know, adrenaline mm -hmm. junkie, daredevil, mm -hmm. but he didn't do it. I thought, okay, if he ain't doing it, you could see in the sunlight <laughs> on the other side, this surge, the surge of the water. And I thought, what if we get in there and we get pushed around a little bit too much on just a breath of air with a tank, I would have done it, but I chickened out. Mm. But anyway, that was beautiful. That was so beautiful in there. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So cool. Love me some snorkeling. Sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Well, so we're going to talk about parenting, right? We're going to do this three-part series. And so the first one, I want us to focus in on... You know, parenting of little ankle biters. Mm. Ross, you're going to be doing some heavy lifting today. Okay, okay. You're yeah. in that stage. So yeah. I love it, the different stages we're in. Um, in part two, we'll talk more about when they're a little older in those teenage years, right? Mm. When you're wanting to lock them in the box <laughs> for five years and then all that. And then, and then in the third part, we'll talk about when they're becoming an adult, a young adult, leaving home, and then the relationship with our adult children. So let's start with, for context, just tell me the ages. We'll go around and talk about our kids and the ages that they're in right now. So everybody will kind of know yeah. what stage. Yeah. yeah. So I've got <clears throat> two girls, uh, girl dad forever. Mm -hmm. It's a fun, fun life. 
And uh, I've got a five-year-old, Evie, Everly Quinn, and then a two-and-a-half-year-old, June. We call her June Bug. So, okay. June Bug. And Everly Quinn, is she still at VQ? She's at VQ, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We call her little Evie. And uh, yeah, they're super fun, mm-hmm. sweet, different personalities, especially, you know, as June is growing, we're getting to see the the uniqueness of her while still you know she loves to just follow her sister around and do everything she likes to do too so little mini me but also the unique yeah Yeah, it's 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 crazy how different they are right even with the same same parents same Mm -hmm. dna Mm -hmm. so so uh evie q speaking Mm -hmm. of evie q just this morning Mm -hmm. jamie pulled up a picture or a video Mm -hmm. that i guess michelle posted on social yeah yeah (laughs) of her doing her little cooking and dinner (laughs) and all that that was so funny she's really creative yes Um, she loves to imagine and uh yeah, she's very artistic, which my wife is is an artist, and so she's all about uh, drawing and thinking up all these things, and um, and yeah. and we love that about her. But the the challenging part side of that is that she will always have a really specific way that she wants things to go. And if anyone, mm-hmm. if anyone gets in the way of that, especially her little sister or, or if, you know, we're needing her to do something and she's in the middle of something, we've learned that that really gets her off kilter and into a place where she's not happy. And <laughs> so she's, she's definitely, I mean, she's got the, uh, the emotions of a, of a little kid and of a little girl of just going up and down and all of that. So yeah, but yeah. she's, she's super creative. Really I couldn't believe sweet. how big she was yeah, in that video. Yep. It's just crazy. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, really precocious. Just yeah. very cute. Just she's, her she's, the articulate. That, I saw that imagination, yeah. that creativity in that one oh little gosh. video. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. And June, she's, she she seems i mean at this stage she seems a little bit more reserved mm-hmm. and um and, and and you know she will kind of hide behind you a little bit whenever you're whenever you're going and interacting with new people or in new environments and Evie was the person who would jump out in front and say hi to everybody so we think she's going to be a little bit more reserved maybe more introverted and 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 be okay kind of wonder where she gets that <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So you, we can see we can see some yes. some of our personalities uh-huh. in them mm-hmm. for sure and so june yeah. is a little bit more like me and evie's probably a little bit more like michelle in that sense so anyway it's fun though it's a fun season. cool very cool yeah we'll come back to that okay so spoonie awesome. how about you ma'am oh my oldest is uh 33. Mm-hmm. My second oldest is 26, and my third is 24. Darius, mm-hmm. Jordan, and Alexis. Dude, you do not look old enough to have a 33-year-old kid. Man, but the first I heard you. that, I, I mean, the first right. I heard your age, You don't, I won't out you yeah. today, but thank I can't believe it, man. I appreciate it. Look at a young man. Look at those white sir. sneaks. He's <laughs> dressing cool still. <laughs> You're not dressing like the 55 year old man Uh, with the loafers, man. (laughs) Y'all know Brian. Brian is funny. (laughs) He's got some funny jokes, serious jokes. Okay, so 33, 26, and then 24. 26, Darius, Jordan, and Alexis. Okay, awesome. And then I have a grandson who's who who will be three in June. Mm. Yes. And there's mm. nothing oh, like man. that. You see how I'm just beaming up? Oh, man, that's my little guy right there. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's well, awesome. I understand. His name is Ezekiel. Zeke. Yep. Cool. Yes, sir. That's great. Okay. Glenna. Yes. Okay. So I have two kids. Mm-hmm. Nicole is 32 and Quinn is thir- Well, will be 30 in August. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so... 
Tell, tell us about your grandkids. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So twin granddaughters, Hadley and Harper, mm. and they just just turned four. And so what's and going on? I can't on? believe that. That's I so know. crazy. Four. Mm-hmm. And their thing right now is they're playing soccer. Mm. And so they've played their third game. Nice. And Mm-hmm. Loving it. It's so go. much fun to watch them kick that ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jamie would say that's them getting their wiggles out. So that they'll sleep. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Getting their wiggles out. Awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But a whole lot of fun. So we've got Chandler, who's now 27, mm-hmm. and Christian, 25, and then Carson, who's 19. And Chandler is married now, uh, has been married since 2016, and just had our first grandbaby, baby Ruthie, Ruthie. Jean. And uh, on January the 5th. And As man, oh so my cute. gosh. Yes, Booty. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody said yes, yes. Yep. Everybody <laughs> said it was the best gig in the world. And truly, I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal. Mm. I mean, it is unreal. And so first... We we literally watch picture, uh, see pictures and watch videos of her every day. And if <laughs> if Chandler doesn't send me one, I'll ask for one, right? <laughs> right. Um, and if she doesn't, then we'll just pull out old ones out of the archive. Yes. Just watch those again. <laughs> yeah. I'll just hear the same video. Jamie will pull it up, and she'll watch it eight times in a row. And just we're just sitting there laughing, crying, you know, yeah. seeing our baby girl now have that baby girl. And and it's funny we were talking about can we remember back to being parents of the little ones like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. and like the stage you're in, mm-hmm. but it's throwing me back watching Chandler and Ryan, mm. watching them be parents mm. right now, for the first time. And you know, there's times where, you know, I want to interject, you know, or they'll tell me how to feed her with a bottle. <laughs> like, oh, okay, let me take some notes. Thanks for pointing that. <laughs> No, no, but they're no, they're great actually, uh, because of our relationship with them, you know. But it's it's been cool to watch them parent, so kind of living vicariously again through through their experience. Yeah. So because our time's going to fly on these, and I want to get to the different stages and stuff, but let's just talk for a few minutes. You have an imagination about everything before you do it. Mm. Here's how you think it's going to feel when you have kids Mm -hmm. and and to be a parent. What, Ross, just just that whole transition from being a young married couple to now being a mother and a father and having that responsibility. Talk about that, just that transition. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that uh, I... I still don't feel old enough to have kids. You know, I still feel, I don't know. I mean, mm. you talk about your perceived age, you know, and it seems like whenever I thought about people in this stage, I thought they were so old whenever I was a teenager or young twenties or whatever. (laughs) And, uh, it gets worse. (laughs) Tell me. There you go. I still feel 28 inside, but I look in the mirror and go, dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, I think that's a piece of it is just feeling, feeling so, I don't know, uh, just mm. that it's weird. It's it's surreal to be in this stage and to, you know, you, you're in the weeds of parenting every single day, but to look up and be like, oh my gosh, I've been a parent for five plus years. Like that's a crazy thing for me to think about when it was just yesterday that seems like just yesterday that we were putting Evie in the car for the first time and like me looking over at Michelle and saying, they're really just going to let us drive home with this thing in our car. Like we don't even know what we're doing here, you know? And so I vividly remember that, that spot. And so now five years later, it's crazy to think. So, I mean, I think that 
as far as expectations and then what really happened, there's just no way to, to even anticipate what being a parent is going to be like. I mean, I, I feel like unlike anything else, unlike a, a career, unlike a, a marriage, parenting is just so different and uh, just brings all of these different emotions out of you, good, bad, yeah. and in the middle, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I, I think that I, I like to describe phases of life as just every time you step into a new one, there's always higher highs and lower lows, you know. And so, like, I feel like uh, I've never felt the feeling um, and I could have never expected to feel the feeling of a kid of my daughter running up and grabbing my leg and saying, I love you, daddy, yeah. you know, and that oh. is the sweetest thing ever. But I also, <laughs> I also can't, I could have never imagined how frustrated and how angry I get sometimes whenever they're not minding or disobedient or especially now heavy coming into uh, self-awareness and understanding and doing things in you know t- seemingly to frustrate us or in defiance of us you know <laughs> which which i know i know is <laughs> really I, yeah i know is you is part say. of that self development sure. yeah. but that just you know will turn up the the internal emotions really really quick so i, I think that is and and i'm and i love i love that we get to experience that range of emotions yeah yeah, I remember. It's funny, and Ryan said the same thing. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. Like in the hospital, it's all good and exciting, and everyone's there. Yeah, it's year a little different because of COVID, but yeah. but still, they you know you've got all the support. Mm-hmm. The nurses are changing them and coming in and out, and then here you go. Yeah, <laughs> like, wait, wait a minute. What the heck? And and Ryan, you know, before that, he's you know driving, listening to stuff, maybe checking his phone. Right <laughs> now, he's like, what? Nothing to yeah. do, yeah. baby. For sure. <laughs> Like I got precious cargo. Oh yeah. That, yes, look, we're selfish. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to put it. We were just selfish. Everything before that was, it was my life, mm-hmm. my sports, my grades. Like even my my girlfriend, mm-hmm. my wife. Mm-hmm. You know. And all of a sudden, there's this thing outside of you. Yeah. That you have to care for. That you do care for. That you love. It's like oh my. That you treasure. Mm-hmm. And it feels so good to have that focus off of yourself and oh, to yeah. focus on something else, right? Mm-hmm. But the responsibility, that daunting, like she's dependent upon us mm-hmm. for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think so, and just, I want us to keep in mind all the people listening to this yeah. that, that have these feelings of inadequacy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do it, mm-hmm. or I still feel like a fraud, mm-hmm. like like I'm caring for this person. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we we maybe didn't have the models when we were that age, a mother or a father in a, in a home. And so do I know how to parent this kid? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, again, thinking about people with a lot of anxiety around this, what were some of your fears or concerns going, going into it? Uh, I think, I mean, looking in, looking towards just our life changing, Mm -hmm. one of the, one of the main fears, selfish fears that I had was just my life changing and, and being really comfortable and happy with the life that I had and the time that I had for myself. And, um, I, I talked to a lot of people who share that same sentiment. I was talking to a friend the other day who said they're expecting their first and 
she was like, yeah, I'm just so worried about all of this changing in my life and how that's going to impact me and how I'm going to be able to still, you know, do the things I want to do. And, um, and so I think that was a huge fear of mine going into parenting. And what I realized is, is that just like you described, Brian, that the feeling that you have of treasuring this, this new thing, it outweighs any type of, uh, selfishness towards your time, which I, I mean, you still balance that, you know, like I was thinking about that this morning, but, but, um, but yeah, no, I think, I think it's, it's a pretty natural transition to move towards just wanting to reallocate, rebudget all your time towards this, this little thing rather than, um, towards yourself. I think other fears that I had was just, um, you know, the fact that, uh, that I'm, flawed and I know the darkness that's within me mm. and trying to, um, create an environment for a kid to thrive and grow and all of that whenever I don't feel like I have it all figured out. And I, and I don't even, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing a lot of times for myself and growing sure. myself. And so how am I going to be able to nurture this, this kid to become a happy, healthy, uh, you know, kid and then adults who I can send off into the world. So I was definitely yeah. really concerned about that and still is a challenge in the world we live in today. And I think like thinking about my wife speaking on her behalf, knowing some of the things she's, she's walked through, especially like in the, the social media age, mm-hmm. moms on social media is a huge deal, especially young moms and creating like a picture perfect idea of what you know, a kid's life looks like and kids activities and, and making them all presentable and cute and all of this stuff. It's a, it's wow. a hard thing. And there, I think there's a lot, a lot, a lot of struggle. Pressure with, to, to live up so yeah, to that. Pressure. And some, some imposter syndrome where you sure. feel like yeah. you need to, you need to be this perfect parent. So, right. um, I think that's a big struggle for, for moms, especially who, yeah. Like the benefit of social media is you have a lot of support and you have a lot of opportunity to, to connect with people and to share that, share those wins and those struggles. But the dark side of that is that you feel inadequate. It, it fuels that inadequacy. I think it magnifies that inadequacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think strong. to your point, because of social media being this thing that everybody's, you know, shown our, our highlight reel of right. our A team or our A game kind right. of thing. What I see is, so my daughter has been very open and vulnerable about writing honestly, right? right. And it connects with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I know there's so much more to come with her as she goes through this experience of right. being a new mom, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But she's already gotten very honest and vulnerable about even this very new stage of just, you know, three months, right? Right. right. And I cannot tell you how many girls just came out of the woodwork. Thank you, thank yeah. you, mm-hmm. thank you. Basically exposing that... This is hard, oh, and we're sure. not perfect, and it's not it a cakewalk. Well, there's not a perfect parenting <clears throat> no. thing. Like, yeah, we have lots of helps and everything, but there's not like this is perfect parenting, mm-hmm. and we're all figuring it out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah, that's part of embracing it. And I think when I heard you talk, I was thinking about like a little bit like it's shame a little bit, like mm-hmm. not being enough. Mm-hmm. I don't have it figured out. I don't know how to do this. Yeah am I adequate enough to do it? Mm -hmm. I can remember those students when you were talking, when I first brought Nicole home of Mm -hmm. that overwhelm of responsibility in like, in some ways, like embracing that Mm -hmm. really creates an atmosphere in your home 
of love and nurture and belonging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause mm-hmm. you're like, I know I'm inadequate. So like, of course I have grace for my kid doesn't have to be a perfect kid either. Right, Speaking right. to the social media part. Sure, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the, the huge transitions for us. And I think for everyone, I mean, it's written about it in kind of Willard Harley's his needs, her needs book uh, about what happens to young couples. They've been friends. They've gone on vacations. They've been hanging out with their friends and doing things at the drop of a hat. You know, the spontaneity in their life is, is all of a sudden gone. Now they've got this, you know, they're tied to home, right? And they're tied to these responsibilities. And maybe we're worried about our budget and finances and, you know, uh, you know, one mouth to feed, two mouths to feed. But I know husband and wife, you know, like sweetheart, Mm -hmm. she's mommy now Mm -hmm. and I'm daddy. Those roles change. She's got priority. She's got to take care. And sometimes I see husbands feeling like, Wow, I feel a little neglected here. Mm, yeah. Like you were focused on me before, and you, and now mommy's focused on kids, or daddy's focused on kids, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But and it's funny if you are around our house here in our thirty you know plus year marriage, you'll hear when I call Jamie, Jamie. I I mean, when I refer to Jamie, I hardly use her name. I call her mom. Mm-hmm. Hey, mom. And she goes, yeah. Hey, dad. You know, when especially when we're around the kids, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our grown kids. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that's all we heard. Dad, yeah. dad, dad, mom, mom, mom. And right. so now I call her mom. She calls right. me dad. Right. So, and that's a challenge on your your romance, your Absolutely. intimacy, right. right? So talk about that. How did that change you guys as far, especially for those first, whatever, however many years of being in diapers and toddlers? Do well, y'all I remember think that, that for us, for Denise and I, we we were just so young, as, you know, and I think it's just like you just said, it's always something... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mm-hmm. new. And so just hearing Ross talk, I, my mind went back those years yeah. and I was like, wow. And the only thing I can just say that we really kind of felt was we were getting to know ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Now you have these children that's come in. And so it's like, wow, I'm I'm still figuring out who I am as well. Now mm-hmm. I got to figure out who I am as a husband, as a father, now right. a father. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, all those emotions. And then our marriage. <laughs> so uh, Denise and I, I just always just called her baby. Hey, baby. Yeah. And so I just kept it that way. And mm-hmm. I think it may have been because uh, of growing up in my home and around my grandparents, my grandfather would call my 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 mother, my grandmother, honey dear. You know? Okay. And, and so... Those were words that we kept, but it allowed us to remember that although we're father and mother now, none of that is possible without us That's being good. husband and wife. Good. You had a... So we tried. It trumped. Now, we, it trumped. we weren't yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I felt neglected a lot of times, like you said. Like, hey, baby, you know, you, you, you holding Jordan. Hey, yeah. You know, and, and I can hold me. <laughs> so, Heck yeah. And sometimes, no, it's real. So That's what I would say real. is yeah. in those moments... Simply ask. So I remember one time, uh, I'm I'm a kidster, and I like to have a good time always. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> really? You're joking? And so I remember one time, uh, Jordan, he would cry. So one time I wanted Denise's attention. I just started going, wah, wah. Oh, there you <laughs> go. like, really? There so you go. So sometimes, although it's funny, uh-huh. um, it's just those little areas yeah. that you can put in. Your, your relationship or at those times 
to just make because it is hard. It's tough. Well, you've had this sweetheart and then this hot wife, yes. right? Yeah. And you're attracted to her and Absolutely. you like, like, you know, yeah. getting jiggy with it, right? Yes, sir. And all of a sudden she's become mommy yeah. and she's, you know, she's been pregnant, yeah. she's given birth and she's changing diapers yes, and they're spit up and yeah. she's just, she doesn't feel sexy. Right. And she's not thinking sex right. and she's not <laughs> wanting to be touched. Or yeah. to, and, and she, the last thing she feels is hot, mm-hmm. right? Yes, sir. I mean, that's a huge change. Huge. That is, and so, and a lot of people, you know, they, they don't realize, sometimes they just think this is us. There's yeah. something wrong with us, yep. right? And other people d- didn't experience this. And I just want to say, that's just totally normal. Mm-hmm. Like totally. you're yes. going to so go normal. through that. And that's just the, some of these years that you you sacrifice certain things, you know, and you lay down certain things and you just think, you know what? But but so we have to be creative. Yeah. How, how do we keep do that we, love yes, alive? Sir. How do we keep right. that intimacy, the yeah. romance? How do we have time for Brian and Jamie, for sweetheart, for, yeah. for baby and honey bear and yeah. not mommy and daddy? Yes, sir. How do we? So how did y'all do that when you had little ones? So what, and I love you saying mm-hmm. that, because I can remember, um, like, you know, you get into your routine, and this was more after, like, Quinn was born, and, mm-hmm. like, there was so much time into parenting, and you articulated that, well, like, there's so much going on as a mom for caring for these kids, and there's not much left over. But Kirk had a simple request. He was like, I would really love just to have, like, some time carved out for us. And so my yeah. goal became to get the kids down by eight in that there was time, like all, not all the other things were done, but sometimes the other things got to sit and Mm -hmm. we had our time together for a couple of hours before we went to bed. And so that was, that was really good to create the, I guess, like the spousal unit versus the parental unit. Right. And so so that was taking care of our relationship. That's one of the things we did, but it took several conversations to get there because it started like a little bit of arguing, a little bit of this and that, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but what I but what I love is that <laughs> my diaper. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no way. Digressing. Yeah, I went there. But okay. what I love Sorry. is that that Kirk asked for what he needed. You yes, know, and yes, I yes. love, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, oh, wow, we have three guys in here talking about this. Yeah, and, exactly. And this is good, like, yes. because I think mm-hmm. the right. husband, the dad needs to hear those things Absolutely. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but him asking and reminding me like, hey, I want time for us. I'm going to prioritize yeah. us in asking me to do the same thing. Yeah. So shifting gears a little bit, when you were talking earlier, I thought about, um, you're talking about, man, here I am flawed Mm -hmm. and I'm worried about, you know, Mm -hmm. can I, can I do this or am Mm -hmm. I going to, uh, give my kids, you know, they're, they're watching most of the lessons that the kids learn, I believe is caught. It's not taught. It's the modeling, right? It's what they're watching, right? I can tell them all day long, but when they see dad doing whatever, Mm. that's what they're going to do, or that's what they're going to have quote unquote permission to do because that's what dad does. And so, but I read, so in Brendan Manning's book, All is Grace, he said, pain that is not healed is transferred. And I fear I've transferred really? mine as well. That was one of his quotes in the wow. book about his the, the junk he got from his mom and, and the ensuing anger and rage that he felt inside and how he covered that up because he's in ministry and he became an alcoholic, mm-hmm. right? And struggled with alcoholism until the day he died. Um, it, it, fantastic book and what a great author. But uh, so I remember fearing I had transferred my pain, you know, 
to my kids many, many times because they're, they're watching and they're listening and, and all that. And I just want to, you know, I think it's good for every young parent out there to hear this. I, I just want to say, you know, God gives grace in, in this as much as he gives in parenting with your kids as much he, as he gives in any area of your life. Yes. Just know that when you think you're a train wreck, how can I navigate, you know, my kids after... Corbin, we lost our son when Chandler was five and Christian was three. Like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm here non-functional going through a deep depression. And Jamie is the same. And like, how in the world am I not going to screw them up? You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're five and three. How can I be a dad to them? And you know what? God gave grace. I, I, I would dare say they, they have a depth and a wisdom beyond their years and a maturity and what they got that it's like, it wasn't me. And so I think, again, this would be helpful for, for, for young parents, especially to know, I think we feel like sometimes it's all on us. Like we're, they're this blank slate and we're shaping everything. No, God has created this little person in his image. He stamped your, your with with himself, his image, right? Their image bearers as well. Yes, we nurture and we model and we train and we discipline. We want to teach and train and all of that. But they're going to grow. We don't have to make them grow. We have to remove barriers for their growth. Mm. Yep. Absolutely. We have to, it's not like we have to like give them who they are. God did that. We have to encourage it and call it out and and nurture it right but i just we are not starting with the blank slate we are watching this miracle and sometimes that's surprising mm. oh yeah there's this little person who's got these gifts independent of jamie or or me yes. right yes <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so so talk about that a little bit with your kids how have you been surprised it's like wow where did that come from this 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 person yeah they're a little bit like me a little bit like michelle mm-hmm. but they're just heavy Q mm-hmm. and Junebug, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it's always a surprise. I mean, every day is a surprise. You wake up and, you know, and they're doing something and saying something that you didn't know that was part of their vocabulary or, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're talking about um, some type of activity you didn't even know that they had a clue about. And so that's on the surface. And then, yeah, from a personality perspective there's definitely ways that you're like wait whose kid are you like you're not you're not a, you're not you're not a a product of me or Michelle you know and and what's going on so yeah and yeah. what i think that's encouraging to to hear i'm i'm soaking in the wisdom here from you guys reflecting on your parenting days of just okay. that they're not a blank slate you know that you are that you're removing barriers instead of trying to always create new barriers. I yeah. was listening yeah. to this podcast. I know that's surprising. I was listening <laughs> to this podcast awesome. the other day <laughs> about <laughs> parenting and uh, it was talking about how to create uh, kids who are willing to help like with chores and whatnot. And, um, you know, and they were talking about like in the kitchen and, you know, helping with cooking even and like, well, what if you can't, you can't give them, a, can't give a three-year-old a knife and say cut vegetables. So how can you, how can they help cook? And they said, well, yeah, but you can give them a dull knife and they can cut vegetables and you can use those vegetables in your, 
in your meal that you're cooking. But the more I find myself when Evie's like, hey, can I help with dinner? I'm like, oh, yeah, go watch TV. You know, let me do it because you're going to slow me down. You're not going to do it mm-hmm. right. But actually inviting them into that, it shows them that they can be a part, that, that you know, that it's family time you're creating. Uh, and so that's an example of what I see of like, you know, removing barriers instead of putting there them, you go. putting them in place. That's so, good. Yeah. So, good. so before you know it, like you blink and they're six or yeah. seven, they're four. It's like, <laughs> what? Those twins are four. Yeah. It's like, and yeah. so literally guys, you, I mean, it, you blink and you heard this and it's so cliche, but man, when you get to be my age, you, you can't believe how fast it went. Right. And we, we prioritize family and we were engaged yeah. and we didn't like, we have no regrets, but it's still, Mm-hmm. goes by really, really fast. So in part two, we're, we're going to wrap it up today, but in part two, let's, let's talk about when, man, all of a sudden they go from, you know, diapers to preteen to teen, right? And the challenges mm-hmm. <laughs> when we start to see what is built in their software and hardware, right? <laughs> that, that, that maybe it's like, wait, where did that come from, son? <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah. Are you going brain dead? So we'll get into that, man. I've enjoyed this. We'll, we'll carry on in part two. Awesome time. Awesome. Okay. So I hope you've enjoyed our conversations. Remember to like, share, follow, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And if you ever want to talk to someone in the healing place, we're here for you. Please pick up the phone and call, email, or find us on crosstimberschurch.org, The Healing Place, or find us on our Facebook page, The Healing Place Group.